This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! You're watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. All right at the back. How are you doing? Hey, away the lads. We've got a special guest with us this evening. We'll be bringing him in shortly. It is the prediction show. Ah, are you on a high still from last night? What a game. Well, well, I mean, not only not only do we stuff Man United 4-2 and saying that it's a prediction show, I didn't predict that. We then go and do that to Spartak Moscow. But I've got to say, and I am on a Man United show later, so we will talk about that. But... Just for any Man United fans that might be watching this. <laughs> Indeed. And that was a Man United fan laughing as well. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't go there. How the devil are you all? Are you doing well? Are you doing better than Brad is doing in our prediction league? 
not this show prediction. No, we have a separate prediction league uh, called the Long Ball. And unfortunately, I can't get it up at the moment, which is probably he's going to be very, very happy about. But in the overall Leicester City one, where any Leicester City fan from any group is brought in, um, he's 10th. Now, you may say, well, that's not bad. That's not bad. Just 10 players. And in the Leicester Till I Die League, he's not actually, let me put it this way, he's not a Norwich in that one. It's fortunately he's a Newcastle because he's second off the bottom. But I'm only saying that because he is actually doing well in this one. So I just want to bring him down to earth a little bit. Um, <laughs> this is Leicester Till I Die. This is the prediction show. This is where you can find us. Brad, I'm sorry, mate, but I had to sort of bring you down to earth because you are you are winning this one by three clear points. Yeah, yeah, at least I'm doing right in one of the leagues, mate, because you're right, right? I even said it, haven't I? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Newcastle United. I, unfortunately, I wish I had Newcastle's finances. Make my <laughs> life a bit easier. Make everybody's life a bit easier if I could. But unfortunately, I'm, 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 I'm pre-Newcastle takeover Newcastle. That's what I am. That's how bad it is for me in that league. But here on Man City, I'm just buying off the FA to give me the points and they're telling me the match fi- I mean, not match fixing. I won't say that. We're getting trouble. We're getting trouble. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I've already been told off by YouTube this week and then my video's cut for bad language, so we better we better be careful what we say. But oh, you don't, you're, doing well, you're doing well in this big game because look at yourself there. 34 points there. Um, three points ahead of me, and I am just ahead of the guest by one point. Um, looking at last week, we uh, we did well with the Liverpool Watford. That's not a surprise. None of us got Wolverhampton winning. Uh, no. None of us went for the Brighton Norwich draw. Somebody idiotically, I think, must have been on Crystal Methods, and it went for a Norwich win. Uh, no, so, no, no. What you mean is some idiots didn't have faith in Norwich getting a point and went for a Brighton win. How silly would Empire? <laughs> I tell you what, none of us, in all respect to our guests, what's going on in a second, none of yeah. us, he said moving on very quickly, none of us predicted that Tottenham would win. Um, a couple of, again, another couple of idiots, and I am so sorry to, to John, predicted that Newcastle would actually win. And and for a minute, they were very, very excited, weren't they? But hey, yeah. it's, it's another week, and. Um, <laughs> We're going to see if we can do any better. Um, Ryan, John's coming in in a second. He's just in the green room, enjoying our free wine and free fruit that we must get to him sometime. Um, good evening to you, though, Ryan. Terry, uh, update 15 in it, and Brad 13th. I am 11th. Uh, he's obviously gone to the long ball there. And Dorco, good evening. Even I'm above him in that long ball. <laughs> well, I've got to let you win something. 
<laughs> you have indeed. Right, let's get rid of that for a second, and we'll bring John in. We've taken the piss out of Newcastle. Let's bring him in. <laughs> good evening, John. How <laughs> the devil are you, sir? Hi, good evening, Chris. I'm Brad, and um, how did I? I'm, I'm absolutely fantastic. And um, yes, I mean, we need to get some get, need to win, but at the end yes. of the day, as things stand at the moment, is absolutely fine. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good. I think Brad's good as well. We're both excited yeah. after last night still. Yeah, we're happy to see the turnaround in fortunes and form. Um, still need to tweak a few things at the back, but if you can score eight goals in two games and you keep that ratio up, you're gonna, you, you've got a bit more time on our hands to fix it. So very happy with how things have gone over the last three or four days. Before we come on Fantastic. to the predictions, John, it would be remiss of me not to discuss Newcastle United. I know we, we did a separate show before, but obviously at that point, the, the, the uh, sale had gone through, the takeover had gone through. Mm-hmm. Better news for you guys as fans. Um, and obviously, it's always difficult for us as neutral fans to, to, to understand this, but you've got to be happy for yourselves now. Uh, a certain Mr. Bruce has left the company. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is uh, Steve Bruce. Uh, he, he should never be appointed in the first place, in my opinion. One thing I've got to say, that no one, and I mean no one, should get abuse from anyone, like, you know, to your mm. family. I don't think that's right. But the reason he got sat, because he has not been good enough. It's not just on the pitch, but it's off it as well. I mean, 18 months ago, he criticised the fans during lockdown, yeah, which is not a clever move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he had altercations with Matt Ritchie um, in a training pitch as well. And also at the Lascelles and ASM as well. And the football has been absolutely shocking. He got the least possession of the ball. <clears throat> Excuse me. He plays players out of position. I mean, the last, I mean, I'll give you an example. I went to the match on Sunday, right? Callum Wilson has taken off. Yeah. Comes off. Guess who he brings on? I'm fully expecting to bring on Dwight Gale. But no, he takes Wilson off and brings on Ryan Theatre. And he plays players out of position. He plays a right-side midfielder into the left-back. He plays a number 10 into a number 8, central mid. Yeah, Ryan Theatre is a winner. Plays in central mid. John Joe Shelby came on. He got booked around 20 minutes and he got sent off five minutes later after. He's a liability. Yeah, Our back four are not good enough. At this level, Lascelles and Clark are championship defenders. Carl Darlow is a championship goalkeeper. Matt Ritchie it might be good for you next there. season, then. Well, <laughs> they'll be done when a certain Mr. Fonseca could be taken over. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that. I mean, let's be honest with you, you're going to have the last laugh. You're the richest club in the bloody world. So anything we throw at you is going to be water off the back. I mean, yeah. I was looking I was looking at you. I mean, I think the last two seasons you actually finished, I think, 12th and 13th. But your actual mm. positions can be very deceiving. I mean, in our great escape year before we, were, we won this little lovely trophy, I just I'd put it there for you to see that that is the Premier League trophy. And in six or so yeah. years, you will have one of those, I'm sure. Um, but in the in the season before we won that, obviously we were bottom for, you know, more time, you know, longer than any other club has ever been there and stayed up. But we finished 14th. So if you were just looking at that season, you'd go, oh, 14th, that wasn't a bad season for Leicester. But it doesn't tell the full story of how 
bad we were. And up until you stuffing us 4-1 or whatever it was at the back end of last season, when you started to sort of climb the table a little bit, you, you were having an awful season again. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we had such a poor start. I mean, eight games without a win. And it needed change. I mean, he should have gone. In my opinion, he should have gone at the end of the season, get someone decent in. And then Rafa Benitez is available anyway, but he would not have come back to Newcastle as yeah. long as Ashley's at the club. If you wait a couple of months, he'd be our manager, yeah? And we've got some links of um, managers for the Newcastle job. Eddie Howe, Frank Lampard, Steve Gerrard, you know? And Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney as well. I don't think he'll come to Newcastle anyway. I mean, he'd be at Derby. You want Wayne Rooney. Rooney. You want a no. name now. I mean, so Wayne Rooney is a name, obviously. But, you know, he's got no managerial experience. He's, he's struggled at at Darwin, as well as he's doing and the fact that he's, you know, paying the wages as a, as a bloke, he's, he's being very, very nice. But you you need not only a name, but some either somebody with experience or possibly Stephen Gerrard, who's doing reasonably well in his first job, but you've got to consider it is Rangers. And, you know, we could do good at Rangers at the moment, if I always say that. Yeah. Good. So you've got to be looking at names. I mean, I know he's just gone to Everton, um, mm-hmm. would you have Benitez back now? That's a good question. Um, I would, actually, in a way. Mm. Would it be my first choice now? I'm not so sure. But yeah. I'd like to have a younger manager at my club. I mean, Rafa's been fantastic for us. He's been a great servant for Newcastle United. He's been loyal, stuck out to the very end. Would he come back? He would come back to Newcastle, but I don't think he's going to break his contract at Everton. He's never breaking a contract, by the way. He always sees his contract out, yeah? So he could be waiting, what, two and a half years for Rafa. But, like I said, Paolo Fonseca is available. I mean, okay. I mean, playing going forwards, fantastic. Defensively, he can be a bit suspect, yeah. But at the end of the day, he would play good football. And if he could work that defence right, if he could sort the defence out... Sort it out, getting new defenders at the club. I think we'll stay up. But at the minute, we can see there what 19 goals so far this season. We can see the yeah. season two last season. That ain't good enough for Newcastle. We have not signed yeah. centre back for three seasons now, right? We have not signed a creativity midfielder since you're on Kabay for what seven, eight years? Something yeah. in right at the club, but hopefully yeah. now with new owners there, the richest club in the world, by the way. And let's hope that... <laughs> get um, that in, well done, get that in. <laughs> well admit, well admit. <laughs> yeah. But listen, end of the day, look, all I want, right, I want to see an identity at a football club. I want to know, mm-hmm. what's our style of play? That's all I want to see. With Fonseca, if it's him, I'm not guarantee it is, if it's him, then we will play good football. And yeah. if you work the defence, then Newcastle will be staying up this season. And let's hope so. Yeah. We cannot be caught adrift in January. You cannot be in the bottom three in January. No. And we I mean, at the moment, and- you are literally only one win from, you know, get, getting out. You're only two wins off 13th, 14th, and it's still early in the season. Good evening to um, Yank, uh, legendary panel today. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, and from yeah. all three of us, um, how the devil are you? Uh, Connor says, smash and grab comebacks for both our sides. Man United and Leicester, yeah, we did make some good comebacks. And he makes the point here with Rooney, 
he would have a group of almost all trial players mid-table without the point deduction is better than people think. But do you think, yeah. the last question, and then we'll see if, if Brad's got a question for you, but do you think it, whoever's going into Newcastle, in a way, they'd be better off being the man that follows the next manager? Because the next manager is surely just mm. got to be short-term in the fact of keeping you up, you know, steady in the ship, giving maybe sort of... Um, top half security and then the next manager maybe in three or four years time is going to be the manager that by then you'll be ready to go and and take on the world so to speak um i think when we do well at derby i mean everyone said they're going to get relegated this season and i think he should stay at derby gain a couple of years experience of them right and then, hopefully, in about two or three seasons' time, he'll be ready for a bigger club in the Premier League. But in a minute, yeah. I would not take him to Newcastle right now. I wouldn't. Because I don't want his career ending before he even started. It's a big jump from Derby to Newcastle. We're a massive club. And whoever comes in gets it right will be a legend. Rafa Benita gets us. Gets us all the time. He knew what the club was all about. Yeah? But I just don't think Rooney's ready for it yet. It's a huge job. Brad, we've got to be happy that Brendan came out and said he's not interested in it. Um, Do you think, and we were joking before, do you think Newcastle are going to stay up this term? And, you know, who do you think might be going there? Logic logic dictates they they will stay up, even if they're in the bottom three. Um, you're, You're going to be able just to convince a manager and a handful of players to come to your club um, it, it just depends how they're going to do business. They sound like, you know, I, I know she's more the voice behind the owners, uh, Amanda, but she sounds like they 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 kind of got the same impetus as our owners in the sense that they know, right? Newcastle fans, you deserved your high, and I'm very pleased for you. All all joking aside, you definitely deserve it. It's been a dogged 14 years, but. You know, they're, they're very wise in the sense, or at least she seems it, when she's come out and said, look, this is a project. We're not going to come in, you know, all, Paper's got an easy sale, didn't they, by saying Harlan, Messi, Ronaldo, whoever they wanted to, to the name, because you've got infinite money, so to speak, for what it's worth. But realistically, and I've talked about this with a few people, I spoke to Chris about it when it's been mentioned, and I think that if you decide to go down... um the short term and, and maybe look at your long-term manager at the start of next season that might be the way to do it you know in in, in the hope that if you bring in a short term um with the p- potential that if he does well you're going to keep him on board it, you give somebody the platform to 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 build newcastle back up to that respectable level because there is going to be players no matter how much you offer them that are going to go you're 19th in the premiership you know if you're still in that sort of position come Come January, no matter how how rich your club is, it, it doesn't. It, at the end of the day, it means nothing if you're seven or eight points off safety. They don't want to be tied into a five year deal at Newcastle, getting paid 120 grand a week when they're playing Cardiff next season. If it all goes wrong, obviously, I, I'm not saying it will go wrong because, like, like I said, logic dictates that you'll get the players in. But I think what you need to bring in is you need to bring in an experienced man. And a good negotiator, somebody that can convince somebody of—I oh, can't think of a player off the top of my head—but medium level, 
to come into your club because you you do have a championship squad in the Premiership for the majority of it. There is a few players, St Maximum, Wilson, just to name two, that that are Premiership quality. And you have got a, probably a few others in there. You know your club better than I do. I just I don't see anybody. Maybe this Roma guy is the guy they're going to get because he's more prestige, he's got more experience than the Rooney's and the Gerrards. I don't think that's the right way for Newcastle to go. Um, I think they will stay up. I don't think there'll be even a Martial sort of name coming to your club in January. I I, I think it'll be... I'm trying to think. Like a noble... I think think there's a question coming. I think there's a question coming, Bad. I feel it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there, there normally is with me after about seven and a half minutes. Um, <laughs> no, but my question is: is if you had to pick of of three players to bring in, and, and using a logical thing, now now you've kind of died down, and you're not all screaming about your Harlands joining you in January. It strengthened three areas. Who a which areas would they be in? B who do you think realistically is 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 the is the three top signings you could go? That's a player I think is plausible to come to Newcastle uh, in the January if you're in the same position you're in now, sort of. Right. I think I mean, you need to have two defenders. <laughs> you need two defenders in January. We definitely need a creativity in the midfield. We definitely need a backup striker, in my opinion. I mean, the two defenders I go for, right, is he's going out of contract at the end of the season. All right? We may get him in the summer with all the money. Is Rudiger. I don't think really him in January. He's out of contract at the end of the season, Chelsea. He might want a fresh challenge. Do you know what I mean? He might want to come and help Newcastle. You know what I mean? That's being a bit ambitious. Do you know what I mean? The one I take right now in January is um, Tarkovsky from Burnley. He's a leader. He's a decent, decent defender. And your guys were after him a couple of seasons ago, but you didn't want to pay someone like £35 million to them. Do you know what I mean? I'll take him. Midfield, I'd definitely take Jesse Lingard and Donny van der Beek. Van der Beek on loan and Lindegaard on um, on a price of £15 million. He's out of contract at the end of the season. And I would take a backup striker beyond Callum Wilson. Now, who that is, I just haven't got a clue. But we need four players at least. We need a creativity midfield. We definitely need two centre-backs that can play out from the back. And we definitely need a backup striker. And... We definitely, in my opinion, um, we got ASM as a winger, but we also need we need full backs as well because our full backs are not good enough. We need an experienced left back just to tick us over, a right back, no disrespect to Mancredo sort of thing, but we need a proper right back. And we definitely need another goalkeeper um, to um, back up for Martin and Dubaka. So I'm asking for a lot. You're asking, for, you're asking for 11 players, basically, I think, aren't you? <laughs> to go with the new manager. I know. But, uh, I know. Let's, uh, let's four, get back on time. This is the prediction show, so we need to get some predictions yeah. in there at some point. Um, in, in the meantime, in the, while, while, you, while you're off picking your 11 players, you know, it's Amanda Staverley playing um, uh, the, the fantasy football for real. That's the difference. <laughs> we'll be right back after, uh, after this word from a, a special guest this evening. Hi, hi, all right, Chris. This is Neil Razor Ruddock here. No, no, you're huge. A Leicester City fan. You run the website, Facebook, 
the Twitter site, Lester Till I Die. That's what you are, Chris. I'm Lester Till I Die. I'm Lester Till I Die. Anyway, Chris, well done for doing all, all the hard work for Leicester City. All the best, son. Neil Razor Ruddock. Aye, aye, Chrissy. Aye, aye. I think he might, he might have been a little bit tipsy there. I, I, you know, allegedly, allegedly, I'm not saying he was. He might just have been. You've got to love a bit of razor, brother. Maybe that'll be your first signing. Maybe that'll be your first signing. Getting one. Yeah. <laughs> What's the? Twenty fags. He'll do it. I'm sure he does. <laughs> uh, Nippon says, oh, "Big up everyone!" Hi, Nippon. How the devil are you? <laughs> I got it in before you did today. How the devil are you? Um, Yank here just says, "I don't know if you follow Yank at all or Connor." Uh, Feck it, John. Send me what uh, positions you want players signed, and I'll do a whole. Uh, I'll do a video after scouting for it. Like I have done for Leicester and Burnley, and post it on my channel. Then the guy that saw the Leicester one, I don't think we ever got that actually sorted, um, uh, Connor. If you did, please, please send it in to me. But, right, let's go. Predictions. Um, so, we always start with the guest. And let me bring week nine up, um, which is here. Friday night, Sky Sports, we start, John. Uh, Arsenal are hosting Villa. Arsenal kind of they moved up the table a little bit. Um, they were lucky, I thought, against Palace the other night, um, getting the, the, the last-minute goal. I think it was almost like Wenger time, wasn't it, with the 2-2? Two -two? Uh, otherwise, my prediction would have come in. So, they are 12th on 11 points, and uh, Aston Villa are actually below them. It's a mid-table battle. They're 13th on mm. 10 points. They seem to be slowly dropping. How do you see this one going, John? Um... It's gonna be it's gonna be um, a tough game. I mean, Arsenal is are, are starting to pick up points now. They won the last um, three game. Then, yeah, it's gonna be tough. Like, I mean, um, they were two round down against the um, Crystal Palace, and they were poor apparently for what I've seen. But they were lucky to get a knife in minute equaliser by the way. But didn't play that well. Villa, on the other hand, they were two up on Saturday and tossed that away by food too. I just don't know what Philly's going to turn up in that, but I've got to go for a draw in this game. I'm going to say 2-2 two, two draw in this game. So, yeah, you are going uh, for the draw. Let's hope it works this week. Um, yeah, there we go. Yeah, Brad, um, Arsenal threw it away. <laughs> um, Palace threw it away. <sighs> Which way, do you, which way are you going on this one? Is it, 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 we're starting with a difficult one this week. I think this might already be the last on match of the day one because Arsenal have done that a lot this season. They've played some drab football. Arsenal crap and they'll bottle it. So, <sighs> neither team probably deserves to win it. And for that reason, I'm going to go for uh, last on the match of the day. Uh, one all draw. I'm going to go for a draw, mate. Do you what? Let's fill the let, let's go for the full house because I can't split these up two up either. I think, like you say, it could be one of the most boring games going here. Ryan, um, we're on to the predictions now, but I will just uh, answer your question because you're a guest coming in. Uh, I'm presuming a, a Newcastle fan here. Um, question for you: Do you think Steve Bruce deserves to be sacked, or do you sympathise with him 
like the rest of the media still be doing. Personally, I think he probably deserved to go. Um, you know, I think it's very difficult for a fan of Leicester to judge the manager of Newcastle. Um, you know, if you, you know, it's like asking a Newcastle fan, did you think Puel deserved to go? You know, we're not there every week watching the football. We just see the results. <clears throat> and like I said to, to John earlier, we see the fact that he finished 12th and 13th. What I don't agree with is the abuse he seemed to get. Um, and I think I think it's affected him. It's affected his family. You know, he said he's never been in a job before where he's been sort of hated from the get-go. Um I think I think we can all display our displeasure. Um, you know, there's a Geordie. He, he wanted to do well. He didn't want to go in and fail. So, no, I don't agree necessarily with the abuse that he got. And John said that at the start. You know, not all Newcastle fans, but, you know, on these sort of shows and what have you, it goes with the territory. And, you know, when you take the job, you're going to get that. But I think sort of knowing what we know now, I think he, he probably had to go. Would you, would you agree, Brad? Yeah, I, again, I'm going to back up what you guys have already said. I don't agree with some of the abuse that he got. Uh, unfortunately, Steve Bruce didn't do himself any favours with his press conferences, leaks about fallouts on the training ground. Um, his arrogant attitude over the last four or five years when he was at Sheffield Wednesday... Um, I thought his time was done in the Premiership. I thought he was going to be one of them that kind of whittled out his career in the Championship. I, I, I don't, I just, yeah. you know, he's one of the managers that I thought his style was never going to change. His approach, his cautious, boring approach was hmm. one of them. You know, when you see a manager that just doesn't change with the times yeah. and they're not really that yeah. bothered because, again, his age, he didn't do himself any favours, but no one deserves the abuse he got. No. Um, I think he was a good. I think his yeah. level is the championship, and I think yeah. he'll probably keep go and keep a team there, yeah. mid, mid table in there for a few, yeah. few years. Uh, and another right problem on. is he didn't do himself some. He didn't do himself any favors pre pre Newcastle, did he? You know what? What's no. a Geordie managing a Geordie managing the Mackhams? That that must have been that 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 already <laughs> kicked fans off on you with his appointment for that. Yeah. Didn't it? You know, and it was always going to be difficult, as, as John alluded to earlier, following uh, following Benitez, unfortunately, because yeah. there's also... He was trying to move on now to the predictions, yeah. otherwise we're going to be here till 12 o'clock tonight. Uh, mm. Chelsea Norwich. I'm not going to go to, to Brad for this one because <laughs> he, he has a favouritism <laughs> for Norwich. But, um, John, um, this is only going to go one way, isn't it? Yes, um, looking at the fixtures there, I think Chelsea's going to win that game quite easily. Norwich are struggling at the minute. Chelsea, what are we getting? Um, what's this that top? And they're playing good football. Thinking about, I'm sure Lukaku and Werner are not going to be playing because some um, first got hamstring injury, and I think um, Lukaku got injured as well. So without those two, I still think it's going to go one way, and I'm going to say Chelsea to win that easily. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one um, totally. I mean, you know, bottom of the table, two points. Why do Norwich bother coming up, you know? And and you can say that, you know, Leicester have been a bit of a yo-yo team, West Brom. But when they come up, at least they kind of normally put up a flight, fight. And when West Brom came up, you know, they were up here for four or five seasons at once, seven seasons at one stage. Norwich, 
I just don't know what they're doing. They're coming up, making the numbers up, and, and going back down again. It's like, you know, it's like turning up at a party, a fancy dress party, uh, or a normal party in fancy dress. It's just not worth, you know, why are you coming? Uh, so we're both going for wins there. So moving on to Palace, Newcastle, Brad. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, Brad, go on. Get, 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 go for Norwich. Surprise us all and say Norwich are going to win. No, not this game. They're not. They're getting absolutely smashed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely smashed. The yes, yes, we've got Brad back. Yes, we've got Brad back. <laughs> but look, my hatred for Brighton nearly pulled off, you know, didn't it? It was a nil-nil. So I wasn't I, I wasn't shamed totally by Norwich, but no, they're not getting anything from Chelsea. I can't I can't even fathom a draw alone. Anything <laughs> than that. Yeah. I'm joining the boat. Get me in there, make it a, a full house. It's going to be a miserable <laughs> afternoon for Norwich fans. I, I just totally think. I think, to be honest, like like Johnson, even with the um, even with the injuries they got, I think Chelsea could put their tea ladies out and they'll uh, <laughs> they get two or three past Norwich at the moment. <laughs> um, sorry, Norwich fans, but you you know you, you you dropped me in it twice when I invited you in on the on the show, letting me down last minute, so you deserve to go down. I'm sorry, not not my favourite club. Um, oh, did I say that out loud? Oops, a daisy. Next game, um, John. I'm almost scared to come to you for this one. Um, Palace against Newcastle Saturday uh, lunchtime. You know, Newcastle three points, three draws. You've got only two draws in the last five. Palace. They're surprising me because I thought they'd be down where you were with a new manager and all the changes on the playing staff. But after their good start, they've only had three draws. Has it got draw written all over it, this one? Um, I'm going to say draw on this game. I mean, look, Newcastle now can go there, play with freedom on the Graham Jones. And I'm sure Graham Jones understands what this club is all about, even though he's a caretaker manager. But listen, at the end of the day, all I can say I think this could be um, a high-scoring 2-2 draw, but don't forget, Palace are playing cracking football under Fiera, and it's been shown against Arsenal. And they've got some young players, like good young players there as well. And I do like Zaha, well, he's 29 now, Zaha, but he's going to be the danger for us. But uh, um, Eduard came from Celtic, I think he's decent. He's a decent striker, sort of thing. He's quick, mm-hmm. strong, and... The average. I think it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough, if I like to see a change at the back, I want to see Fernandes and Shah come at the back, in the back four, I'll drop the sales, and I definitely want to send Jock Keown Clark as well. Let's be real, I just think it needs a change, and I'm, I am I expect changes and plays in the right direction, and um, positions, I'm going to go 2-2. You're going to go for a draw. Brad, uh, Connor says there, um, he's going for a tune win, so they take over and change, they'll steal one, uh, James has gone the other way, 2-1 to Palace. Good evening, James. How the devil are you? Um, which way do you see this going, uh, Brad? Funny, there's a Newcastle fan here who's probably been dreaming of the Champions League titles they're going to win in years to come. has gone for them to struggle against Crystal Palace with a bang average Edward up front. But never mind, eh? Maybe the reality is hit that you've still got a championship <laughs> squad that you've got to invest in January and replace. But you need something... a new set of kitchen knives, Brad. 
Yeah, I know, right? I'm just, I'm just buying the. Sorry, John. I I'm, I'm only teasing. I'm only, I'm only winding because oh, I know no. in five years' time you're going to oh, make no. me cry with the quadruples and the trebles that you're going to win. So I'm getting all the insults in now just to wind every Newcastle fan <laughs> Um, but honestly, it's weird, isn't it? You know, I, I kind of fell into the trap that the takeover would allow a cabbage with one brain cell to suddenly put on a performance as Newcastle manager, and that didn't happen. Um, when you played Tottenham mm. last weekend. But we've had a few run-ins with caretaker managers in our tenure with with these owners over the years, haven't we, Chris? And surprisingly, yeah. normally you find that a caretaker manager doesn't have the same issue with players as the manager that they're replacing does. And you might see a bit more of a happier face around the training pitch. You might see players that have been left in the dark getting a start. Like, um, I don't know if you see like Robert Ritchie, is it? Was it him? Is he gone or whatever? But he had a fallout with Bruce. Um, you might see players like that returning that you haven't seen. I think the players will be up for it because they're going to know that it, this Roma guy is going to be watching. He's going to have one eye on your game, right? And this is this is the big boom or bust for Newcastle um, to players more than anything, sorry, to put on a real good performance that so this new guy in January can shorten his shopping list. Um, and I actually think you're going to win this, mate. I really do. I think it's going to have that caretaker effect. They feel a bit more free. Maybe they've just been a bit more relaxed on the training session, having a bit of fun. I think they're going to be in good spirits. Um, and I just think you're going to you're going to put on like a Brazil performance with with your praise you've got somehow, and you're going to you're going to sneak a you're going to sneak a win. So yeah, Newcastle wow. two nil. You know what it is as well? I'll say quickly, right? I mean, thanks for that. Um, they they are playing for the future as well. Mm. And I'm sure whoever the manager is, I mean, Fonseca could well be in the stands for that game. You never know. And they're mm. going to have to put a performance for them. If they don't, your days are non bad. And also, he will make changes, by the way. He will bring some players in because half of those players are clearly not going to offer a Fonseca mm. team. They must play fast flowing football. And half of them are not good enough. I must admit, uh, Brad, um, I thought you were—I thought you were being sensible up until the, that deserves one of these. Serious okay. man, you cannot be serious. my heart. My heart really wants to say I, I have nothing against Newcastle and again I'm making the most of liking Drenched. them because in three or four years' time when they are winning everything and they are the new Man City and they've bought the league and they've bought the Champions League, I will hate them. So I'm going through this period at the moment that I, I love them. I've nothing against Newcastle personally. Um but I just can't see it. And I, and I don't necessarily think it's always, they call it the new manager bounce when the new manager comes in and you get a win. But quite often, I think it's the old manager bounce. The fact that the, the manager that's not been very good and maybe has lost the dressing room has gone. But everybody wants to play Newcastle at the moment, uh, <laughs> along with Norwich. Mm. Um, the old song, Can We Play You Every Week, I think is very apt here. Um I just, I've got to go for Palace. I just think Palace will come back on four. I'm sorry, John. Um, sorry. <laughs> Your prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I want you to. I'd like. I'd like. I'm 
I can't see you going down. And you know, come the end of the season, um, I think you uh, you're still going to be up here. You know, you're still going to be here in one form or another. Uh, but I just think at the moment, I think had you got your new manager coming straight in. I think it might have been mm. a bit of a different question. But you've got somebody, and I don't know who, who your coaching staff are, but somebody that's not a manager coming in to try and do it. I mean, who was the manager? Um, it was a coach that took over for a while, and he loved the club. It was Geordie through and through, and he was absolutely rubbish for you. John Carver. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know that. That's the example there. Why? Why do you sack somebody without having an idea of who you're going to bring in in some in some form? You know, I mean, I'm sure if they said to Steve Bruce, you know, right, we'll carry on paying you for the next month or whatever, just stay until this guy comes in. He's not going to say no, you know. But no, I'm sorry, it's no. going to be Palace, despite despite Tell what you, this guy honestly, says. Honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. <laughs> I'm sure may, may I just remind you, like, you remember us, uh, you know, you just said all that, Chris, and for whatever reason, you found it ridiculous that I went for a Newcastle win yeah. with your McEnroe. I do like the McEnroe, though. I do like it. To be so honest with you, I was, I was playing up after the You desperately use it. I was, I was waiting. To, I was half tempted to go for Norwich just so you could play it, to be honest with you, but no. Um, but you got to remember that. Remember a certain Craig Shakespeare at Leicester, doom and gloom, Leicester are 18th. He came in, we were playing Liverpool. He had no manager experience. I think we won that game 3 0. So that's, that's, yeah. You never yes, know. No. You never know. You never know. I, I, will, I will give you that, certainly. But then Shakespeare was part of a winning team under Pearson. True. You know, he was but, part of a team that. You know, had brought in Mares um, and and Drinkwell, all these players, and Old Brighton. So, and like I say, you know, we'd won the championship under him. You know, we'd stayed up under him. So he was coming from a winning team, rather, mm. and and he was coming from the Premier League winning team. Let's be honest with you as well. So yeah, I know. You know. I suppose you've got on the mentality of them. But oh, so this is going to be an interesting game because if Newcastle don't win this one, I'm not predicting them to win next week. Forget it. No. <laughs> uh, Everton Watford, John. Um, Watford, um, well, Claudio Ranieri comes in. <laughs> here we go, here we go, Brad. Let's throw this back at you. Claudio Ranieri comes in, uh, loses 5 0. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, you know what? When I was about to talk about this game, I was going to say. Ranier is the exception to this rule. <laughs> I just I, you know what? I'd written these down, Chris, and somehow I've managed to miss this game off. So I didn't even think wow. about it. I thought I'm missing someone here, and you just said them out of nowhere. Oh, you know, the next one of of of, of the list going down. I mean, you know, we don't. I don't personally, John. I don't think uh, Ranier is going to last the season. I hope Watford go down, as I hoped West Brom did last season, because. They were one position below Leicester when they sacked the manager. And, you know, it's like saying, well, Leicester should sack Rodgers because we were in 12th at the time. or whatever. It's bloody ridiculous. Um, mm. And, they, you know, they're up against um, Everton and your previous manager, Benitez. And, and, well, they, they lost to um, West Ham, but, you know, good teams have lost to West Ham before this season, haven't they, Brad? Um, but yeah, they've got 14 points, West Ham. Well. Yeah, well. So, 
how do you see this one going, John? Um, I think Everton will be too strong for Watford, to be honest with you. Yes, I mean, Dakore is going to be a miss. And Charleston, like James um, mentioned, he's back. And yeah. I'm going to say these Everton win again. I hope that Everton and um, da, 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 Chelsea beat these as well. And um, hope Herm Southampton really get a draw. But I can't tell them in a minute. But I'm going to say Everton to win quite easily. I feel Watford is in disarray at the minute. We should have beat Watford, I think, because we were a couple of weeks ago. And mm-hmm. yeah, there were chances. Murphy won on one of the keeper, scoffed it. You know, long stuff, yeah. had over, opened over the bar, scoffed it. Do you know what I mean? But we should have beat Watford. They looked a very poor team. But yeah. I expect Everton to have an easy win. Um, James, obviously, an Everton fan there, going for the 2 1 win. Terry thinks it's Everton all the way, Brad. Everton all the way? Uh, yeah, considering I forgot the game was going on because I didn't have it written down. I must have just missed it right in the fixtures down. Yeah, Watford are poor. I feel sorry for Ranieri, but, you know, he's, yeah. what, 79 for whatever it's worth. He's age. Uh, he's yeah. been around a long time. He is one of their managers that probably knows he's going to get six months maximum from this job. He's going to get a payday, so why and not? An eight, $8 million pound payoff, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so unfortunately, I know Calvin Lewin was missing for them. I didn't know Richarlison was back, um, right. but I don't think it makes a difference if they were missing anyway. So, yeah, Everton. We're going to have to rush through the next ones. It's going up to 10 to 8, and I've actually got another show at 8.30. So, uh, quickly go to the next ones, John. Uh, Leeds United Wolves. Leeds having a horrendous season, down in 17th with only uh, one win and three draws. Uh, Wolves. Mixed season, really. Well, the Wolves have won the last three and have done that amazing comeback against Villa. Yeah, I'm down form at the minute, won for the last five games, and they are playing football under Buna Larger. And everyone said, Who's this guy? I mean, he does play free flown football, and I've been very impressed with them. They have the most shots on target the whole of the season. Couldn't put them away, but they put it together now. And for Leeds, um, I think they've been found out the way Bielsa play. Unfortunately, I do love Bielsa, but I think teams have worked them out big time. And I think I'm going to put this one as a draw, and I'm going to say one each. And oh dear, Roma got beat in a six-one. Wow, horses won't be happy with that. And uh, yeah, just um, I'm going to go um, a draw, Leeds and Wolves, and back to Roma. Listen. I think Horsey get the sack after this, losing 6-1. And they come to Newcastle. <laughs> I'm going to say, he, he, he did deny oh, he was in Newcastle, but I think that was when he, he had a job. Brad, which way are you going to go with this one? <clears throat> Look, Wolves have been in good form, uh, and Leeds haven't. They've kind of been a bit, they're still a bit drab in their efforts and, and their results. But it's at Allen Road, and you just think, if Leeds are going to kickstart their season, A, it needs to be soon, and... They need to kind of scrape it. I know Wolves came back within like a blink of an eye against Villa, um, but they couldn't do it as well as we did, um, you know, mm-hmm. against Man U. Um, I'm going to agree with one of the comments that popped up from a scoreline and, and comments that I'll show now, and I'm going to sit on uh, I'm going to find my fence and sit on it because uh, it's going to be down the middle. It's going to be a draw. I just think they're going to, Leeds are going to scruff themselves the draw out of this. I don't think it'd be a pretty game. At all. I don't think it'll be a pretty game. No, you're quite right. But uh, I think Leeds are the this season's um, Sheffield United. And I can't mm-hmm. see them doing 
well, they're going to really struggle. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't have them for struggling. I had them for being sort of, you know, top 10, uh, 8th, 9th, 10th position. So I am very much surprised. But uh, Wolves are getting into the stride. They, they have just come back, like you say, and beat Villa with an amazing comeback. Not quite as good as ours, but I know what you mean, Brad. Uh, but I just think they've got that momentum going and this is going to be one that um, that they're going to win. Uh, I think I think Leeds need to play a Norwich or somebody like that to, to get a win by going in off somebody's bum. Although we shouldn't joke about shots going in off some people's bums after last night, Brad, should we? Because uh, yeah, right. that's what happened with the first goal for uh, for Moscow. It was in off uh, off Piera's bottom. Yeah, I'd love really. that. I would have loved that to have come up on the website. Assist. Ricardo Vieira's bottom. That would have been amazing. Uh, John, oh, God, talking, I don't know whether the Arsenal um, Villa was going to be last on uh, match of the day. I think Southampton Burnley could be. Not looking forward to, sorry, uh, Dan, if you're watching. Um, I'm not looking forward to, to seeing the highlights of that one. Um, I'll go down, I've got that down to Nilsie's draw. I mean, Southampton under Hattahusu are a decent team. But yeah. they're not scoring enough for me. Again, we should have won that game in the 90th mm-hmm. minute. Again, we considered a goal couple minutes later and only drew the game. And Burnley and the Sean Dash are tough. They really are tough. You don't know what's going to come or go see. But I think both teams will stay up this season. I think they both found a way. And I've got I've got it down to um, another draw for me. Another draw. Right. Uh, the draw specialist tonight, John. Uh Brad, um, it, it, I don't know with this one. It's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, I just, I mean, you know, are, are Leicester just going to leave any South, you know, Southampton with any players at all? Well, no, not the way it's going at the moment. The way it went in the transfer window, I can't wait for January when we sign more Prowse off them for forty-five million, knowing us. Um, but this one just, this is a funny game because Southampton. Really, you know, they've had their team ripped apart, so to speak, in the window. You know, like I said, I know I've just mentioned, but Ward Prowse was probably the only saving grace they had. And probably a lot of people have got Southampton down to struggle. And I know they've not been brilliant, but the biggest load of dishwater is Burnley this season. So, you know, I like to try and make a bold prediction as often as I can through this with me Norwiches and me... um, Newcastle win against Spurs and, and, and things like that. But out of all these fixtures, this is probably the only one that I kind of think is semi-bold of a prediction because I'm actually going to say this is going to be one of them games where, it's funny you mentioned butt cheeks, and I think it's going to be one of them style scruffy goals that wins it for Burnley. I think Burnley are going to somehow, against the run of play, it'll be one of them games where it's completely against the run of play, it be a daft, scrappy goal that comes off someone's left butt cheek and goes over the line and Burnley win again in a smash and grab. Surprise. I'm actually going to agree with you because I think Burnley are due the first win. Um, three draws so far. It's not looking good for them. Five scored, 13 conceded. Uh, but Southampton... Six scored, so it's not going to be a goal fest. <laughs> you no. know, it's yeah. probably going to be a one nil, uh, one nil. But 
Yeah, I think I think Burnley are just. I think Sean Dyche is going to have to do something, and this might be the game when he gets them to turn it around. Um, John, now I wouldn't have said you know. If you don't ask me this last season, I'd have gone Man City all the time. But Brighton, they're the they're the surprise package this season. They've not lost in five, two wins and all had three draws. Last time out, they could only draw against Norwich though. Mm. Uh, against the Man City side, only one place above them in third. Again, not lost. Three wins and two draws. draws. Um, they beat Burnley, but they could only put only put two past Burnley last time out. That was probably quite a victory for Burnley. Um, I'm still going to have to go for a Man City win, though. Uh, sorry, mm. Brighton. What about what about you, John? Listen, Brighton's been a breath of fresh air this season. I mean, under Graham Potter, he's one of the most gifted managers in the Premier League. He plays yeah. cracking stuff. They got an identity and score goals, well, score goals and defend really well. And I would love to have him as Newcastle manager as well if um, he was available. But listen, Man City or Man City, they are a fantastic team. Lost the first game. Early Drew is on Hampton, yeah. But listen, don't write Pep's team off. Please don't, because they're going to come back, you know. And mm. for me, I'm going to go for a Man City win as well, but it's going to be 1-0. But Brighton will give it a right goal, but Man City are yeah. just have enough class for them on, on the day. Can you see any Potter magic in this one, Brad? No, because he's an absolute fraud. He's an absolute fraud. He's been, they've been so jammy and lucky, but it finally comes to an end. The luck runs out with their results and the VAR decisions they get every week. Such an annoying club this season to watch. I don't get all this hype saying he's a tactical genius. No, he's just lucky. It's just lucky. They're just, they're, 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 just, they're, they're just trash when they play football. You can't score past Norwich. You don't deserve anything from the next games for the rest of your life. So, Man City are going to spank them and put Brighton back in the place because they're just I, lucky. They've been done as dishwater for the last three weeks and got a point somehow out of every game. I'm sick of them. Brad, don't hold back, mate. You say what you think. <laughs> no, I, I will do next time, mate. I will do next time. <laughs> game of the weekend is coming up now and we'll be right back straight after this. Yes, uh, tomorrow night, the next show up are live on Leicester Till I Die. It's the Brentford preview. Me and Craig will be uh, previewing that game. I did say to Craig, are you going to do a combined 11 this week? And he said no, because none of uh, none of Brentford's players would get in our team. So fair enough, <laughs> fair enough, Craig. Uh, so we're going to go back this week for the one to watch. And then tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, and uh, do forgive me because I'm not sure what channel it's going to be on, but I'm going to be with a, a Man United and another Newcastle United fan talking takeover and Newcastle Rogers links and all, all that sort of stuff. John, I'm going to come to you first, put the pressure on you. Brentford, I've got to admit, I love Brentford. I love to see these little teams come, come up and do well. Um, and, and I predicted that Brentford, out of the three that have come up, would be the ones most likely to stay up and the ones most likely to do well. And I'm not going to lie, John, you know, when you went down under Benitez, 
I wasn't sorry because, like I say, sometimes the big clubs need to kick up the backside and it gives the little clubs like the Brentfords, like the Sheffield Uniteds, the chance to come up and do well. That said, they're up against Leicester. Uh, we've just sort of maybe hitting a bit of form here. We're still, you know, not getting to the heights of the last couple of seasons. We're in 11th. Um, we've only got one win in five, but whew, wow, what a win, eh, Brad? 4-2 um, over Man United, the comeback of the season. Um, which way do you see this going? Oh, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, you said there, Brentford, I'll be a show again. Leicester mm. are not having that great season, but that win against United last week, it just, you know, gives you a huge confidence, man. Huge confidence, yeah? Mm. But this game could go either way. And I'm going to put my neck out here sort of thing. And um, the way Brentford are playing, they will score lots of goals as well. And we got to play them next month. And I'm not looking forward to that game. But I think this could be a high point draw. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to say two. two um, oh, man, I keep saying draws. I'm all the time. My God. Um. <laughs> yeah, hey, if we still did the pools like we did years ago, you'd be retiring now. <laughs> I would, would I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would. But, but um, now I've got to say 2-2, two, two, another draw. Another draw. Um, Ivan Tony, um, player we were linked with, um, Brad, is uh, probably, you know, as long as they keep hold of him, they're going to do well. And with Leicester's defence... It could cause us problems, but I don't know. I know you're not going to go for a Brentford win because we never go against our team. Um, and you wouldn't be allowed back on the show if you did. <laughs> Which way the, the, the draw or the win for, for Leicester? I, I, I agree with John. I think it's going to be a great game to watch. Brentford, Brentford are thoroughly entertaining to watch I said last week didn't I Chris because I went with them to beat I thought they'd beat Chelsea and to be fair if Mendy didn't find his inner Oliver Kahn um, they probably would have got something from that result and rightly so the way they went about their business at Chelsea Um, I don't know John maybe as a Newcastle fan would you you like to get Ivan Tony back because he was on your books um, in his earlier days Ivan Tony Ivan Tony back He's proved that he proved that he's playing the Premier League, and mm. it won't cost cheap though. I mean, the thing is though, I mean, Brentford won fifty-six million pound from. Let's be real, he ain't worth fifty-six million pound. What's he won? Has he won a trophy? The answer to that is mm. no. I mean, at the end of the day, these players from England are just so damn expensive. You got to pay the premium. If he's worth sixty million pound, right? I ain't gonna lie. How much is Lautaro Martinez is worth for Inter Milan? He'd be what hundred. If that is the oh. case, then you yeah. guys are up it for Lotaro because yeah. Lotaro Martinez is better than Tony. No disrespect, because he's a great finisher. And I do watch a lot of talent in football. But listen, but he is not worth 50, 60 million quid yet. No way, Hawes here. Maybe he's 35, 40, but he needs mm-hmm. to play in the Premier League for another season or two with Brentford. Prove himself second season. If he, if he shows us again, that he scores another 20 goals in the Premier League, then maybe be worth the money. But until then, yeah. he's got to be so consistent. Yeah, uh, yeah wow. he has. And, and he's basically, you know, the fact that he had a good season in the Championship. And I believe, you know, if Brentford hadn't come up, he may well now be at a Premier League club. Um, which way did you go, Brad? 
Uh, in the um, well, I, I I think that the, the one thing that that it's my week. To, it's my turn to pop the teeth back in this week, Chris. Um, yeah. The thing is, we've got three very very informed strikers. Vardy's the joint top goal scorer in the Premiership. Dakar has just gone and banged in four in Russia, uh, adding to his one against United. Nacho, at the moment, whether he's scoring or doing the donkey work and assisting as well, he's unplayable at the moment. I just think we're going to have too much Brentford. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it'll be entertaining. I think there'll be a lot of goal opportunities in this, but I am going to back us to continue our mini form and make it three wins in a row. Well, I've got to agree with... um, well. I'm going to agree Tell with you, Kevin again. Honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. <laughs> is, is there ever a more classic queer clip from, <laughs> from football than that? that clip when you said Kevin. I thought I was going to hear, Kevin! Uh, I agree. I'm going to go for a Leicester win here. Um, I can't even go for the draw because I just think Leicester have turned that table now with the last two games. We've had a strong, a bad start. I think Brendan's realised with keeping the same formation and most of the players, which I know we can't do uh, three games in a week, but I just think we needed something to kickstart our season. That the way we beat Man United, it wasn't a, a, a lucky one nil. It was you know a coming back from two. It it, it was, well, coming back from 2-1, but it was a great, great uh, way to kickstart our season. I think we have. It's on Sunday, but it's not on Sky or BT or anything like that. It's because we played in the old Europa League last night. Uh, London Derby, West Ham Spurs, um, John. Uh, Spurs suddenly uh, are finding a bit of form. In the, They've lost three, but then they've won the last two. Um, as you will know from last week, uh, um, yeah. having gone having gone 1-0 down. But, you know, and the pressure was all on Tottenham, in fairness, because it was at your place with the new owners. Uh, you know, Anton Deck were in the crowd. <laughs> you know, it was just like everything was set there. And obviously, they came along and, and burst your party balloons. Um, West mm. Ham... They had a good start to the season, but they're down in seventh. I say down, but they're in seventh at the moment. Having gone drawn, uh, lost, won, lost, won. Um, they beat Everton. Bit of a surprise last time out. Uh, live on Sky, um, the first kickoff at the at the West Ham Stadium. Which way do you see this going, John? Um, I don't think West Ham's going to see three goals against um, Spurs like we did last week. And yeah. also, we're not going to allow to um, we're not going to allow to, them to dominate. They're not going to dominate West Ham. There's just no way because West Ham no. are tough, and they had a cracking season last season. David Moyes done a fantastic job, and for Nuno, <laughs> excuse me, he's just finding his feet. By the way, I think Nuno will be fine for Spurs in uh, later months and that. But for me, I'm going to say just West Ham by a goal and nil, and I'm going to say one 0 to West Ham. Wow. Okay. So, um, Brad, who, who's in the process of, he's either putting a bra on or getting changed there. I'm not sure which, but one of the two. Will your love of Spurs shine through again? Um, I, I mean, they're, they're inconsistent, aren't they? Um, there's no real change to how things and 
their results are under Nuno as they were under um, Mourinho. And I don't know how their game finished up today. I know it was nil-nil at half-time in the uh, poor man's Europa League conference. Um, that we could be in there yet. Don't don't go about that. I'm, I'm making jokes to ruin it. Shush. Um, okay. No, I know that they were nil-nil at half-time. They probably won the game, but I, you would think on paper the Spurs would be up for this. They'd want to win it. But then I cast my mind back to last season. Remember, they were 3-0 up with eight minutes to go and drew the game 3 all. So I'm going to get that fence out. I'm going to go straight down the middle and say it's a draw. because. Okay. And just show yeah. that you don't get any predictions, right? Even when you're talking about games that we're not actually covering. The test beat Spurs 1-0. <laughs> Did so, they? Yes. So there you go. There you go. It was even worse for them. They're even worse. They can't even win that. So, you know. So, <laughs> I love it, Brad. You just shouldn't say anything that you're going to put your foot in your mouth. Uh, well, I said they were 0-0. So I did say I didn't know how it finished. So the fact that they lost makes it even better that I've gone for a draw. Right. So you, now, had Tottenham lot lost tonight... Um, and I'm just looking down here. Um, what sort of squad they put out? Um, I saw that fairly strong. Sanchez, Rodon, Davis, Lacelso, Winks, Gil, Ali, Bergwin, Scarlet. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a, a full strength by any stretch of the imagination, and I don't think the Europa Conference, I don't think there's many fans there of, um, uh, of Spurs that want to be in that competition, I think if they get out of it quite quickly, quicker than we, you know, than, than we came out of Brexit, I think they'd be happy. The fans, and I think Nuno's the same as that, and I don't think he's bothered. So, I think we'll be back to a full strength Tottenham. And I'm going to, I'm going to split this one right down the middle here, and I am going to go with a uh, Spurs win. So one all, one all there. Um, That's a bit rich, isn't it, coming from a club that I haven't won anything since that Carabao Cup. And don't want to get out of a European competition. You don't want to win anything. I know, and I think this some this is what gets clubs. I think fans from clubs like Leicester, possibly Newcastle, uh, but the Brightons and the Evertons that you know. We would, I know, I know we're in the Europa, but had we been in the Conference, it's Europe, and I would love to be in it. Um, it's a trophy. You know exactly, and the fact that Spurs are going, oh, we don't want to be in it. Well, you know, you weren't in anything last season, so. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up, you know. But the big game to end it round live on Sky Sports, a four o'clock kickoff on Sunday. It is the massive one, and they don't come any bigger than this. Um, I, I'm sounding like I should be working for Spurs uh, for Sky, don't I? Here, uh, Sky's two favorite teams that they, they will be talking about this from nine o'clock tomorrow morning. The rest of the other nine games might as well not take place because Sky won't give a damn about them. All Sky will be interested in is this one game. Do I sound bitter? Do I sound bitter at all? No. Man United <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> you know it's true, though, John. You know it's true. Um, Man United Liverpool. This is going to be a difficult one to call. Liverpool, um, second in the league, three wins and two draws. Um Beat Watford, well, we know 5-0 last time out. They put them to the sword. Man United down in six. A lot of the fans want Ollie out. They've not won in three. Um, and, of course, they lost to the amazing Leicester City last time out. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I can think it can only go one way. I'm sorry, um, Man United fans, but I think Ollie's got, you know, less tactical now than Puel had. Um, and I'm going to go for an emphatic Liverpool win. I'm going to nail me colours to the mass there. Um, sorry, any Man United fans that are still watching. Uh, James agrees with me, even though he's an Everton fan. John, how do you see this one going? Um... I've got a lot of my new followers on my Twitter account, yeah. <laughs> Coward. Coward. <laughs> no, but I've got but I've got to respect them. I know it's gonna be I know it's gonna be tough, like, but um Liverpool on fire, United well and all these sort of thing are not winning games they should do, especially at home to Everton, lost to West Brom. Mm. But it's but United raise the games up, don't they? They raise their game for these sort of games, you know what I mean? Especially at home. Yeah. And I could see this is going to be a shock to you guys, but I've got to see Man you winning this game. It's going to be a big shock. But yes, everything <laughs> Liverpool's going to win. But it's a Get the McEnroe. I can't believe it. Get the yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Brad. Be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Oh, I, I'm, man. I, 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 Listen. I'm sorry. Can no, I, I mean, that, can you change, can well, you change your mind? Welcome to the crazy gang, John. Welcome. Thank you. And the, the, I mean, that that is a, uh, what, what we like to call here, or what I like to call a Steve Bruce prediction. I mean, he's so <laughs> I mean, you know, God, oh, Brad, Brad, please, please bring some normality back to the show. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, 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 this is how desperate I am. I'm asking Brad to bring back normality, Mr. North Macedonia. I'm asking him to bring back normality. That's how desperate I am. But, do you know what, John? Right, I only joke because about the the madness, right? Because because Chris Chris doesn't believe me when I say this, right? I I I think outside the box. I use my big brain moments and I talk everybody into these predictions. So I big stay top brain. listening. Big brain. Yeah, well, I pretend it's big, right? It's like something else, but we won't get into that. We've got to keep within YouTube <laughs> rules and regulations. Anyway, so what I do is I talk it all up, and really what you're doing is you're coming around to my way of thinking, but not for this game, you're not. You are actually completely insane. Um, I am. I I don't agree like I didn't with the Newcastle thing with the fans that are saying, uh, and new, my new fans are probably even worse. I've, I've seen a few come out saying they actually want to lose this game, and not just lose this game. They want man. They, man, they want Manchester United to get thrashed, so that forces them to sack Oli, which I don't like. I don't. I never would. Never ever. No matter how much I hated the manager, did I ever want my club to suffer by losing games? Mm, um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I do not see Manchester United playing the way they did against Leicester. Playing the way they did against Atlanta, yes, I know they came from behind in that game and won it. But the, if they play like they did, especially in that first half against Atlanta, and they play against a Liverpool side that's on unbelievable goal scoring form, there ain't a chance of getting a win from this game. And I've got to, uh, I've got him. Can't believe I'm saying this, right? Because he steals my homework because I'm top. But I've got to copy Chris's homework for this one, and I've got to go for a Liverpool win. Yeah. Top in this, mate, but 
you know, where are you in the long ball? Brad... I'm a long way off, mate. I'm a long way off. <laughs> I've only call it the long ball. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> James, the madness is back. There's only me. There's only me that retains any sort of normality on this show. You know, it's like, like the guests kind of lose it because they're on, you know, yeah, this isn't my prediction show. It will never be seen. Blah, blah, blah. And, and, Brad's just mad, you know. <laughs> but there we should, we go. Well, I tell you what, we should start doing, Chris. Right, so they can't hide away when they go and go for they go for Norwich's to beat Arsenal's and stuff like that. We should start doing a review. That's what we should do. <laughs> so we can get them back out for it. Because I still want to get Doug. I still want to get Doug for his statement saying I was bonkers saying Norwich would get anything from their game, even though I got the prediction wrong. Uh. Right. Sorry. Well, there Sorry. we go. Brad, thank you very much as always, sir. Um, pleasure, I, I will mate. see you Sunday at 4.30-ish, post-Brentford post game. Hopefully we're yep. talking three wins again. Hopefully, mate. It'll be a pleasure to see it. It's been great chatting to you, John. I love your attitude, your humour. has been great. It's good to meet you, mate. Cheers. Thank you Thanks very, very much, much Brad. Man. See you then. Three points and three wins is what I was trying to say. Uh, John, thank you very much, sir. Uh, give your channel a shout out before you before you go. Yeah, sure. Um, you find us on Twitter at John underscore NUFC42. And on my podcast, it's John Sinclair NUFC. You can go on Insta, John Sinclair50. On Facebook, John Sinclair. So I've got um, plenty of socials there. And if you were subscribed to YouTube channel, please do so. I've got over a thousand. Nice I do one, the live press conference. I do player ratings, live watch alongs. I do previews, match previews, and other fans as well. I'll do anything, me. So <laughs> you turn up at the opening of an envelope, don't you? You really do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes, yeah. John, mate, thanks so much. Good luck for the rest of the season. Um, as as a neutral for Newcastle, you deserve what you're having. Enjoy it. But we are going to hate you in three or four years' time when you start winning any of everything. So <laughs> make the most of everybody's luck. <laughs> All the best, mate. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. All the best Take to you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's good, that's Cheers. Thanks to John there uh, and his links and whatever. Well, his links to his YouTube channel is in the description below. Uh, I'm off to Devils United TV. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, you've now got to go to the Man United channel Explain to them Liverpool will win I actually was on the Man United channel the other day, Terry And I told them that before Alex Ferguson Liverpool were a bigger club than Man United And it was, it was well, you'd have thought I was, I, was, I was about as popular as Saddam Hussein's Coming back from the dead you know, It didn't go down well But that's where I'm off to If you want to listen back, don't forget You can get us on the podcasts we are all over the place with the podcast. Just six to name Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Podcast podcast Addict. I always do that, Podcast Addict. If you want to listen back rather than watch us, don't blame you. And if you've got a smart speaker, ask it to play. And you've got to say this in full, the podcast, Lester Till I Day. Indeed you do. Uh, new quiz coming up. I've just finished watching Squid Game. Did anybody understand it? Honestly, it was like watching I'm a Celebrity on meth. 
Unbelievable. Pop over now in about 10 minutes to Devils United TV, where you'll find me on Maze's channel talking, and I'm going to love it, love it, talking Man United, uh, to, uh, Leicester City 4, Man United 2. Thanks for joining, guys. I'll see you tomorrow at 7 o'clock for the Brighton Review. Take care. Stay safe. Thanks to John, and thanks to everybody for joining in. Good night. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Until I die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.